Hello, sports fans. This is Jeremy Taché, and this is Miami Miked Up, presented by Cold Blue Vodka. If you haven't tried Cold Blue yet, head over to your nearest Total Wine or select Sam's Club's locations to pick up an ice sculpture bottle. It's the perfect refreshing drink to enjoy on its own or in your favorite summer cocktails. Mojitos, Bloody Marys, Martinis, Moscow Mules, and more. Cold Blue Vodka is gluten-free, crafted from American-sourced corn, and distilled eight times. Easy to sip on, enjoyable, and the best part, no hangover the next day. I repeat, no hangover the next day. Our friends over at Cold Blue Vodka gave us a promo code for our listeners. Head over to coldbluevodka.com and use the code BALLY20 for 20% off. That's one word, B-A-L-L-Y-2-0, for 20% off your online order. Cold Blue Vodka, redefining the blue-collar lifestyle. Now, let's get to the show. And welcome back to episode two of Miami Miked Up. I'm Jeremy Taché, and I'm really, really excited to be back here for now, our second episode of Miami Miked Up after our first week. I'm joined this week again by Eric Esteban here with Bally Sports Florida. But Eric, before we do get to you, I just want to thank everyone for listening to episode one. It it was such a cool week to get feedback from everybody who had listened to either the Jazz interview, the Izzy interview, or both of them. Um, I really appreciated everybody's feedback, and it was really special to be able to launch this. And I know, you know, we talked throughout the week. It it was pretty fun. It took a village, as you know, (laughs) and I really can't thank enough, you know, Izzy, uh, the Marlins, Jazz, and and our listeners, you know, everyone that really came together to make that week one launch a success. Um, You know, it's it's good to be back here for episode two. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. And and we're going to start here in the same place as we started episode one. Eric, what was something that brought you joy in the last week? Well, you know, after the first week, I thought about it. I said, not sports related, right? So this weekend, I really tried to take some time to find something not in the sports field that brought me joy. And uh, I came back to one savory moment, croquetas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was able to go west this week as we talked on the show and I was able to go out to a high school football game on Friday night and as part of that uh, I dubbed it the Westchester kickoff classic I saw (laughs) St. Brendan and Miami Sunset High take on each other in a a barn burner uh, 13-7 Bird Road in 87th and as part of that going west (laughs) I was able to make my way to the island of Canaries uh, Isla Canaria uh, to try the best croqueta in Miami Uh, so Mm. I was able to have a bite of that right around kickoff sunset off 87th Avenue with my colada in hand I mean this is perfect it doesn't get any better than that yeah literally is not better than that there is nothing better to be able to get that elite croqueta uh, that's what brought me joy this weekend top that off a little high school football too so that that made me really happy. Yeah, that's awesome. I was also out at some high school football on Friday night, and that was a blast. I was up in Broward. Um, and for those of you who didn't get a chance to check it out, uh, Under the Lights airs every Monday night on Bally Sports Florida uh, and streaming on ballysports.com and the Bally Sports app. So you can check out our coverage there all year long um, with hosts Anna Logan and Kelly Sacco. Shout out to the Under the Lights team and correspondent Jeremy Taché. Can we add that to the <laughs> official title list? That's I, growing now. Th- there's a few different titles at this point, <laughs> I think. Uh, but sure, I'll add a correspondent to uh, that. Uh, but, like that. <laughs> but but certainly enjoying it. Um, on my end, actually, something that, that brought me joy this week. On Friday night, while I was at that high school football game, I received a text message from my grandfather okay. um, who was watching the Marlins game and saw my face pop up in a commercial and i'm not gonna lie to you guys i've been watching marlins games with my grandparents since i was a little kid every almost every time it feels like that i've gone over to their house on a sunday afternoon since i can remember 
Marlins baseball was on their TV. Um, I, they're Cuban grandparents. And so, you know, baseball's in our blood. It sort of as a family. They were Yankee fans. They've become Marlins fans. And I've shared so many baseball memories with them. They came to all of my baseball games as a kid, all these things. And so to know that without me telling them, I, they just sort of organically stumbled upon this. It was a it was a really special moment for me to be able to share with them. And I got to, you know, call them afterward and talk about it. And um, I just don't think I talked with Izzy about it last week. There's nothing like family moments that you can share. And, and that's one that I'm like, I'm just not going to forget. That, that touches my heart. And, you know, <laughs> that story specifically is a story of so many uh, Miami abuelos, right? Mm-hmm, that are watching mm-hmm. those Marlins game on Bally Sports Florida. There's so many, you know, ba- the sport of baseball in Miami. There's so many dads and generations that yeah. just watch these games and they're able to connect to. So for you to have to share that moment with your grandfather, uh, that makes me really happy. Yeah, it's cer- it certainly made me happy. And, you know, we're talking about Marlins baseball. I think I might as well take this as a moment to sort of transition to, to the one topic that I did want to touch on here before we get to our interview today. And, and I might as well say this now, our interview on today's show, it will be with Jason Jackson. Um, you guys know him, obviously, from all of our Heat broadcasts and Inside the Heat. He's the greatest. I'm the so excited for this conversation. I, I should have worn my ascot today just, yes. to, just to honor Jay Jackson. Oh, man. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to talk to Jay Jackson. But before we do get to that, yeah. um, I did want to talk for a second here about Edward Cabrera, who's making his Marlins debut at the MLB level on Wednesday, starting on the Hill for the Marlins. And uh, for those of you who don't know, yeah, if you're tell me a little bit yeah, if you're unfamiliar, Edward Cabrera uh, is the number two prospect in the entire Marlins system. Um, he is the number one pitching prospect in the system. That is ahead of both Sixto Sanchez and Max Meyer at this point within their system. He's the number thirty overall prospect in all of Major League Baseball, and almost certainly would have made his Major League debut last year had it not been for. Uh, some injury setbacks. We could have seen him alongside Sixto. And really, Wednesday night's start should have as much hype around it as Sixto Sanchez's debut. And I say that because not only is Edward Cabrera nationally at this point, you know, one of the top 30 prospects in baseball, but organizationally, we've heard all sorts of different reports that the Marlins internally are unsure if Edward Cabrera or Sixto Sanchez has a higher ceiling. And that's unbelievable to say, considering, I mean, last year you had Pedro Martinez himself (laughs) comparing Sixto to Pedro Martinez. So uh, when you see a player like this come up, it it should be an exciting night. And it, you know, understandably, uh, some Marlins fans at this point with the major league level, you know, the the team's lost a number of games this month. They lost a number of games in July. and, And that part of it is starting to get, you know, frustrating to watch at times. Um, But when, you're watching players like Edward Cabrera. When you're watching players even that are already up with the team, like Jazz Chisholm Jr., Jesus Sanchez, it gives you those those moments to sort of look toward the glimpses of, okay, when these guys reach that potential, we can start to see what this team is going to look like. And so tonight, not a huge start in terms of the ultimate result, but it's the beginning of a career here that should be one to watch for the Marlins. I mean, if you needed some, if you need to sell someone on a reason why they should be watching <laughs> Marlins uh, Nationals uh, on a Wednesday night, sure. I think that was just the perfect PSA. Uh, admittedly, I wasn't up to speed on Edward Cabrera, so for you to kind of tell me that, I, I love MLB debuts. Those first stories are the ones that uh, we do really well in the broadcast. You remember Ethan D. 
is a few years back with his with his father i could still hear him yelling in my ear (laughs) so it's those moments you know that's what we really want to focus on uh for this team is those young guys who can really make an impact show that they're ready for that next season so you really just opened my eyes (laughs) to a lot of stuff on the cabrera front i will be watching wednesday night well Uh, yeah and and what's exciting about Edward cabrera just to sort of make this about the overall future here when you do look at the marlins is Look, there are some hitting prospects that have come up and and not had success for Miami. But when you do look at the pitching, and that's always the teams that build longevity and long-term success have that pitching. We've been talking about that with the Marlins going into this season. When you talk about Edward Cabrera and Sixto Sanchez, and you add that to what is already a big three in Sandy Alcantara, Mm -hmm. Trevor Rogers, Pablo Lopez. Rogers and Lopez we haven't seen in almost a month, right? Those three arms at the big league level already. Eliezer Hernandez we can throw in as as a solid MLB arm. Max Meyer and Jake Eater in a futures game. We've got guys that they're calling the teenage twin towers and Yuri Perez and Dax Fulton who are, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're six, eight. Teenage twin towers. I heard Dax Fulton. Dax Fulton and and Yuri Perez, they're six, eight and six, seven. And they're 18 and 19 years old. And that's, and that's just even further behind. That's not to say they're making an impact next season. But what it does leave you in position for is that regardless of what the roster looks like today, with the depth of that pitching staff, the Marlins are in position to make the types of moves to make themselves competitive. And I mean that from, from a couple of different perspectives. There are no big-time contracts under contract for the Marlins at the moment. There is space for them to expand that payroll. It could be expanded from where it is today. Now, you look at that, and then you look at the firepower in the minor leagues that can be either brought up over the next number of years or traded for other talent for those bats. I think it's important that just because the Marlins didn't make those moves at this deadline to set themselves up for the 2022 season, there's still a whole off season to go. And so when you see guys like Edward Cabrera come up, it's a reminder of, hey, there's all these guys set to come, like Meyer and Eater that yep. you'll probably see next year, but also how much depth there is and what a position the organization can be in. Now, it still comes down to executing those moves. We don't know whether or not those moves will be executed. We don't know whether any of these guys will have success at the big league level. But when you're looking at it from an overall perspective, it's just moments like this when Edward Cabrera can come up and thrive are the ones where you can get excited again for a moment. And it's nice to have a real reason to be excited. Oh, big time. And when you look at it from the macro level, I'm one of those persons when it comes to athletic fandom that I love signing day just Mm -hmm. as much as I love the college football season. I love the NFL draft. It's a national holiday just as much as I love the NFL season. Sure. You talk about prospects and the idea of, you know, hope springs eternal and what's to come. That lineup you just gave me of those pitchers right Mm -hmm. there with the Marlins. That's exciting. That tells me that there is great things that can happen with mm-hmm. this organization, especially on the pitching mound. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think that what the next 40 days are going to kind of yield for this team, uh, it's exciting to watch and hopefully see it come together. Yeah, and hopefully we can see some of those young guys like Edward Cabrera thrive at the big league level over the next 40 days or so. But either direction that this goes, it will be fun to watch the rest of the Marlin season and see some of those young guys come up and and hopefully have some success. But that's it on the Marlins front. And so now we're going to head to our interview with the one and only Jason Jackson. Today's episode of Miami Miked Up is brought to you by Cold Blue Vodka, redefining the blue collar lifestyle. You guys know we love Cold Blue Vodka for its refreshing taste and smooth finish. 
Pick up an ice sculpture bottle at your nearest Total Wine or select Sam's Club's locations for all of your end-of-summer gatherings and events. You can also head over to coldbluevodka.com and use code BALLY20 for 20% off. That's one word, B-A-L-L-Y-2-0 for 20% off your first order. With Labor Day, boat days, and barbecues coming up, you need to try Cold Blue Vodka for all your favorite mixed drinks. Or chill a bottle and enjoy it all on its own. Thanks again to our amazing partners over at Cold Blue Vodka for sponsoring this episode of Miami Miked Up. It is my pleasure to bring in the voice of Inside the Heat, the TV host and courtside reporter, for the Miami Heat on Bally Sports Florida and Sun, the one and only Jason Jackson, who I'm going to be frank with everyone as we start this recording. I'm just going to be straightforward. We were recording for 10 minutes without this recording working, so we've been talking for a little while already. It was really good. Started, Jack. It, it was, was really, really good. good. It was it really was good. good. But my man, it's great to be with you, and, and I do want to set the scene for your people, the folks who are listening on the podcast. They're not going to feel any way about what I present, but I don't want your viewers to be freaked out by the fact that it seems like I'm floating in darkness. This is not true. I'm in my car and these beautiful Amber lights that are lighting me right now. (laughs) uh, You too can have that type of lighting. If you just turn on your car. Yeah, for those of you who missed it, he clicking the top of his light. So, you know, this is the type of stuff you should be tuning in for the visuals for. You got to do it. Don't do this to yourself just in your ears. Um, the labyrinth doesn't give you as much as the cornea. That's what I, that's what I try <laughs> to tell people. But um, I, I went to dinner, dinner went long, and you were very courteous to push our record time back. And so here I am with post-lobster roll in my luxury vehicle, floating in the darkness having this conversation with you and i'm happy to do yeah and as i just let everyone know after you know dinner was delayed for the recording i may or may not have not been recording an initial rehearsal of what we have going on here so now that we've essentially rehearsed it at least you and i know Jax, what our next question is going to be and the first one is what is something that has brought you joy recently i feel like i should tell you the story about my boys leaving the nest Mm mm-hmm but I'll get to that because what I love <laughs> about the summer is growing facial hair. Oh, See, yeah. I don't grow, I don't grow facial hair during the season because all of the people, the folks that can't see at home, I have a majority salt with the pepper. Yes, correct. Right? There's more sodium in my, <laughs> in my goatee than, than, than peppercorn. And um, it, it's, it brings me great joy to have the knowledge and experience show through my facial hair. And uh, even E. Reed had to love the goatee because he's the king of the goatee. I don't play with the goatee during the season because makeup gets in my goatee mm. and then it looks orange. So brown and white <laughs> apparently make orange when it comes to facial hair. Oh, um, no. But the real, the real joy of my summer has been my oldest son, Justin, heading to grad school at Ohio University to be a candidate for a master's degree in business administration and uh, sports management. Uh, in fact, the very first sports management program in America was at Ohio University in Athens, Ohio. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, and to this day, they still uh, are regarded as the number one program. And, um, and, and here's my favorite part. They place 100% of their graduates. That's huge. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. 
ain't coming back to the condo with a game. <laughs> and then uh, our youngest son, Jordan, is now a uh, now a second semester freshman. Basketball players have to show up in the summertime. Okay. So you might as well take a couple classes, which he did. But he uh, has officially uh, started his freshman year fall uh, as a uh, as a candidate for a bachelor's degree in public relations. I believe it's in communications with an emphasis in public relations is what the degree will say. And, uh, and he is a, 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 I don't even know how they refer to it. I got to learn how they were like, see, like at Bowling Green, we're the mighty flying Falcons. Right. But if you're the rat, maybe they're just the rattlers. rattlers? Just rattlers. Hey, at UCF, we got rid of golden knights to be just knights. So I think uh, it's all about minimalism these days, Jax. Get with the trends, tighten it up a little bit. Uh, so it's been yeah. great. It's been great, JT, to watch them have their green, dreams come true. Uh, athletically, Justin first at Nova Southeastern in track and field, and now uh, Justin in basketball, Jordan in basketball. I think I told you before, um, with my wife, who was a D1 track athlete and an executive in the UM uh, athletic department, uh, and then obviously my entire career covering sports, primarily the NBA, uh, we used to kid each other, man, we're about to, we're going to have a chess king, aren't we? We're not going <laughs> to. The, the athletic emphasis ends right here, right? We were really – and that, and by the way, we'd be the best chess parents in the business. Yes, you would. If that was the deal. <laughs> uh, we did we did want athletes, and we got two elite ones, and it's really cool to watch uh, them be able to move beyond high school and compete and uh, let those sports bring you everything in your life. Basketball – listen, you know I'm a big baseball fan. I was a baseball player. Mm-hmm. So I love baseball. But basketball's paid every bill in my adult life, brother. So it's a different type of love that I have for the orange leather. Um, if you'll let it, sports can give you everything you ever want in your life. It's taken me to the four corners of this globe and has allowed me to protect and provide for my family. That's absolutely beautiful and all that I can yeah. hope sports can provide for me. And so let me just just to clarify for everybody, just to make sure, Joy, uh, 1A, Goatee, one B, son's dreams coming true. It, it, it's the way. It's it's not father of the year stuff, but it's but the it's, reality. It's, it's but the it's truth. my stuff. Yeah, it's my stuff. And by the way, <laughs> one more time, how clean is this? Go, I mean, boy? it looks great. Look, it looks Come great. On. Oh man, Come the on. visuals are terrific. I, I really hope everybody's watching this episode uh, on ValueSports.com. But uh, Jax, you did mention you know a little bit about your summer and that this is an opportunity for you to grow out that goatee, but. You've also been up to some work here with Bally, and here on Miami Miked Up, uh, I'm turning myself into a newsbreaker because, Jax, you, sir, have some breaking news about what you've been up to on Inside the Heat that you are willing to share here on episode two of this podcast. May I do my Hubie Brown first? My Hubie Brown impression? Okay, now, okay, okay, now, look, (laughs) everybody's going to be all upset, Okay. Everybody, who E squared, who writes the press, he's going to be all upset. Tello, up that, they're going to be all upset. Philomia, uh, Irish, okay, in the painted area, okay, <laughs> they're going to be all upset. All right, that's the best. That's the best I can do. Okay, uh, perfect. That's one of my favorite cubisms. Now, see here, they're they're, <laughs> they're all going to be all they're upset. all upset. Okay, yep. uh, that's the best. He's I love the best. It. He's the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. Um. We're going to, there's no press release on this yet. So that's okay. why I'm like, but I'm going to have to shave the goat on the, on the 9th of September um, because we've been planning and now we will execute inside the heat 
Chris Bosch Hall of Fame enshrinement. Oh my and we're taking, goodness. We're taking a whole crew to Springfield. We're going to spend three to four days up there. Uh, we'll get a great sit down with him and then we will cover the proceedings like we have uh, in the past for all the great Hall of Famers. The one thing I'll say about Chris though, that's different from all of them, from, from Pat to Zoe to GP uh, to Ray Allen and now Oh, I should Shaquille. Let's not forget mm. Shaquille. Okay. And then you now to forget Shaq. I don't know how you could. We don't. Yeah, that's the reason why I got my job with Shaq. <laughs> um, but Chris invited us. Like, not just as mm. like, hey, yeah, come on and chronicle. Like, there's a guest list. He put us all on it, man. It's awesome. And that was really, really listen, this is bigger than it's been in the past. Like there, there wasn't a guest list back when Pat and Zoe and Shaq went in. Uh, this is they're they're all man we're in two different locations we start mm. off in southern connecticut and then head up to uh southern massachusetts when where the game was born um there's a lot of events that are big money ticket items and that man took care of us man like mm. so we will we will chronicle our asses off i'm gonna <laughs> tell you that right now and uh that inside the heat which will probably be in the first third of the season i'd imagine um yeah. will be fantastic as we've done uh, so many Hall of Fame inductions prior to his. I can't wait to see it. Chris Bosh, obviously one of my absolute favorites. And you chronicled his career. You've chronicled a lot of careers here with the Miami Heat over the last number of years. You know, I've I've mentioned it to you before. I've I watched you when I was a kid and and you've helped tell the stories that that I've gotten to know uh, some of these Heat players through. And so you know, something I've been uh, thinking about and wanted to ask you about is a couple of years ago, back in 2019, you were named the NABJ Sports Task Force Journalist of the Year, um, which I know you've you've taken in high regard and that that's a big honor for you. But in the last year and a half in particular, with the upheaval that's been going on in this country, specifically from a racial perspective, sure. and you were a part of a number of pieces on our air, um, whether that's from a production side or you know right. on camera, um, could you speak a bit about what the last year and a half has been like for you to tell the stories of young black men playing in the NBA? Yeah. First of all, that part has always been a blessing. Mm. I've always enjoyed being able to convey a more personal um, angle as it pertains to these players. John and Eric each night have the, the, the major task of bringing us every bounce and basket, as my man likes to say. Um, I have the unique pleasure of weaving stories in between. And then when he and I are, when Eric and I are, are providing folks with inside the heat, we get to take it even deeper. Hmm. You know, I'm a little more shenanigan oriented in my approach to that. But I think both of us in those few dozen telecasts each year, um, provide the home viewer with a deeper understanding of someone who didn't come from where they came from, mostly as mm. a viewer. You know, a very small percentage of our audience lived the same life um, that most of our players lived before they found their way uh, to the greatest league in the world. And we do not minimize that on any level. Um, to the point of the acknowledgement in 2019, I have to say this, I, I had retreated from my responsibility of 
connecting with the National Association of Black Journalists for a grudge that I should have uh, dropped 17 years ago. Hmm. When it looked my, like my career was derailing, I turned to the organization and the organization was not there for me. But the young people who have come through over the last 17 years, I wasn't there for them. And so I wasn't bettering the situation. My bitterness kept me away from damn near a generation of young black storytellers that should have mentors who have been through what they've been through. And I'm hopefully writing that now. And, I, and the fact that I'm not a member at that time was not a member of the association and they still recognize me tells you everything about that group of men and women. And I, yeah. I don't take that lightly. Um, as for what we've been able to do as a network and as a team together, um, it was beautiful to watch us be able to unleash ourselves on injustice and inequality. We, I mean, ripped our collective shirts back, told our personal stories. I came from in front of the camera, got behind it for the first time in three decades to produce and direct to Miami's, telling the stories about our town our territory from a different perspective. But yes, we have the glitz and the glamour, but this town was built by people that no one knows. Absolutely. We stopped that. We stopped that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to continue to tell those stories and let people tell their stories. And that's not going to be a February thing, Jeremy. That's going to be a all year, all the time uh, presentation. And I'm excited about that. As it should be. I mean, th- those stories were terrific, and and it was uh, to be able to even just watch those pieces and and see that you know I could have the Bally name next to me as I was seeing that on our air. I I was proud of it, and I I really enjoyed watching those pieces um, and learning something about the area that that I grew up in because these are stories that I didn't know either. So it touched me from that direction as well. Jax, I'm gonna steer you a completely different direction now. So I've gone. All right. You know, from joy to, to very serious. And now I'm going back to, to childhood uh, because over the weekend, um, well, you and I got into it a little bit on social media. Uh, and most of you, you and I, I mean, I told you it was coming. Yeah, you warned me. And then you were there ever present as the Cincinnati Reds did sweep the Miami Marlins over the weekend. They play each other again soon uh, in just a couple of days. Uh, but Jax, I. I was just intrigued by your Reds fandom. What drew you, you know, you you lived in the area, but what specifically drew you to the Reds? Did you have a team that really, you know, stuck their claws in you? And what is it about baseball, you know, that that draws you to the game? I grew up in Ohio. Um, Jeremy, I was born outside of Columbus, 10 years in Cleveland, 10 years in Cincinnati. Hmm. And, I, and I went to college in Northwest Ohio. So, I mean, I am the heart of it all. Right. The great state of Ohio. Um, for whatever reason, um, I uh, I kept the Browns forever. Okay, I've lived that pain. Um, and and it, like last last season, brother, that <laughs> let my soul be free. Yeah, like, I didn't even I didn't even care how the thing went with Kansas City. That has the been the general consensus, right? It and sent the Steelers home. Holy. You know what? <laughs> that was phenomenal. But I do have expectations now. 
But for whatever reason, in 85, when we moved, I let the Indi- the Indians, now the Guardians, or are they going to be the Guardians? Um, I guess so. I let the tribe go, the baseball club in Cleveland go, mm-hmm. and fell in love with the Reds. Um, I, w- I was a baseball player growing up. That was my primary sport. And it was important to me, at least, to connect with the team. This is still open the paper and box score days. Right. Like, connect with the guys that were Nick Asaski, Ron Oster, uh, Joe Oliver, uh, saw the transition from Concepcion to Larkin. There you Third go. base was, I think, Buddy Bell when I showed up. <laughs> Cal Daniels, Billy Hatcher, and Eric, Eric Davis. Davis? Get Eric Davis up. out there. Eric Davis right. got called up. Right field was a platoon with Braggs and Paul O'Neill. Oh, Paul O'Neill, pre-Yankee days. Oh my! You know what? Before Joe Oliver got called up in '86, Bo Diaz may rest in peace. These names, man, my dude fell off a roof to his peril, fixing an antenna on his roof. I oh my god, what nuts? I, nuts! Oh my gosh, Google I did Bo not Diaz, know this story. People. Holy cow! Yeah, so I just I wanted to know my team and be in the town with my team and go to the right. ballpark with my team. I can handle the brown stuff, you know. Television sure. Sundays, you know, I was still like when I moved in '85. That's when CoStar showed up mm. from UM Supplemental Draft, wow. and then you know '86, '87, '88. Good living. <laughs> then, then they moved to Baltimore and won my Super Bowls, but that's a whole mm-hmm. different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Reds thing was because baseball was my game, and it was my game for many reasons. But remember, man, we had to hibernate. Hmm. remember right Right. we had to go away put it all away and sometime in march or april when everything melted sounds of cleats on asphalt before meeting grass and dirt man there's nothing something else there's nothing like it it's why i'm so grateful to have had it year long down here it's something that that those of us down here can't relate to is that needing to literally thaw the the cleats and the gloves and the baseballs it's something else and i was not very good but I loved being around the game. Um, I loved trying to figure out why I was such a bad hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was fast, man. Back then, I, I weighed about a fifth grader less than I do now. <laughs> and um, I could steal bases. My senior year, I had more stolen bases than at bats. Work that analytics. Oh, I love Work that. that one. But that's that's My an old school baseball. That's an old school baseball that I miss. I love a little. I love some stolen bases in there in that game. Uh, Two every time I got on. <sighs> and if it was more than three pitches, I was in trouble. Willie Mays Hayes over here. Come on, that's what we got. I know now we're referencing the Cleveland team, but you know, same <laughs> same deal. At least we're in Ohio. Wonderful uh, and, reference. And so, Jax, we do have to get to you know your job a little bit here, I guess, which is. The Miami Heat, obviously a ton of moves made this offseason for Miami. Um, We said goodbye to some faces who have been with this team for a long time, like Goran Dragic. Uh, But we also said hello to Kyle Lowry, Markeith Morris, P.J. Tucker. You saw Oladipo and Dedman come back. Any sort of initial thoughts as you saw these moves coming into place for Miami as we head into, well, you know, what is about to be the preseason for the NBA. I'm excited. I'm excited because I think this team can be a few different things, but I think the leading edge will be a term you've heard for the last 14 years. 
in the mud. Mm. This is going to be a defensive team that if it stays down in the 90s, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. This That leading defensive edge, and also it's coming in droves off the bench as well. And even guys that don't have a defensive reputation will be kind of competitively compelled yeah. to be better um, in that space. I am excited to watch this team defend. It's not sexy, but boy, does it put a put a banner in the rafters, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, listen, after getting swept out, you knew Patrick James Riley was coming with full effect. Right. And it was not, it was like, what? Like, what is, who's that? Another mm-hmm. name, another Zoom, another, I'm just, you know, Morris, Tucker, um, Lowry, the extension of Butler, the re-signing of, of Robinson, mm-hmm. um, the signing, the full signing of Struess and Vincent. Absolutely. Um, the addition of year seven. I, I was mean, waiting for it. I was waiting you know, for it. The, the return of Deadman. Like, can we get to camp already? Right. I, I'm like, I just want to see these battles internally that then drive those six pregame, preseason games so they can get it out on other folks and drives us into the beginning of the season. All those games you'll see on Bally Sports, son, by the way. Yeah, see, he gets the plug in. <laughs> That's how we knew. We know Jack's right here. Yeah. Knowing where to get those in. Well, and so a few uh, a few of those games in the regular season, as, as the regular season schedule just came out, we see the opener is against those Milwaukee Bucks, the Let's defending go. NBA champions. You got at Brooklyn the following Wednesday, and then you're in L.A. against the Lakers early in November. Any thoughts about having those two challenges right in that first week of the season in the Bucks and the Nets? Yes, win them. Yes. Those are my thoughts. Perfect. Win, Perfect. win them. I'm yes. not, there's no hesitation. <laughs> get, get into it. Send the message. Mm-hmm. We're back. We're here. These are not walkovers. This is not the bubble. It's not COVID. It's not, this is the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Hope you brought your lunch and your thermos and your hard hat. Welcome to ninety ninety eight. Welcome to, you know, like just, I don't, it's, fu- it's funny you say ninety ninety eight because it sounds yeah. like 1998. And no, no, that's no, the style lost. of basketball we're looking for yeah. though is 1998, yeah. right? That yeah. same slugfest mentality. Yeah. Home or away. I always usually like to say that we score backwards because it means we won on the road. Yeah, there <laughs> those, you go. Are my, those are my <laughs> favorite, baby. But people don't know that little nuance. Every now and I like then, that. I toss out the score backwards, but it's not. It's winning on the road. Mm. That's, that's like my that. little caveat when you hear that. Well, Jax, I have, uh, I've kept you for long enough here at this point, so now I'm going to let you do some plugging of your own. The Jax Celebrity Roast, it's October oh. 9th. Uh, Dan Levitard, big name coming into the Jack yeah. Celebrity Roast uh, this year. Could you tell the folks a little bit about the Jack's Family Foundation and uh, what this cause is and some of what they might expect if they show up to one of your roasts? I've heard some stories over the years from Steve Shapiro and Donovan Campbell that have left me uh, wanting to be there. That much I can say. You, uh, I can't tell you a thing about what happens in the roast. We both be fired. <laughs> but what okay, I'll say enough. is folks, you're going to jackcelebrityroast.com and click on the recaps and don't have the kids around mm-hmm. it is uh the genesis of it was my desire and love of comedy and uh to do something different we've galas golf tournaments dinners we've done it all right. um we, we 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 do well we now we do it now this is the fourth 
fourth time. I do it biennially, by the way. We, we do it every other year. And um, from Irie to Jason Taylor to Dwayne Wade and now Dan Levitard, I appreciate each of them. They've allowed us, honestly, to tell the story of Jack's Fan Foundation while honoring them and the organization that they want us to donate to. Um, Jack's Fan Foundation, we established back in 2016 because I had hosted everyone's event, uh, both in the organization and outside. And I thought it was time not to stop doing those things, but to start impacting some of the things that my family believes in. And uh, we are very much a micro organization um, touching every person we we help um, one person at a time. Well, sometimes a dozen at a time, but <laughs> we, we get to we get to touch these these folks that we're trying to uplift their education experience, their personal uh, health and welfare. Uh, there are opportunities in the world. We, we have found ourselves over these first uh, few years, this, this first half decade, really focused in on young people who have not had a really good start. Mm. Um, and if we can change uh, what a life of fostering and not in the good way, some families do it wonderfully, uh, but when they've had a challenging fostering experience um, or people who uh, have everything they need, this is really one of our new initiatives coming up this year, um, which I haven't even told my board about, but I'll tell you because I love it. Um, and it's gonna, we're just going to call it Get There. Um, mm. There's a lot of people who get accepted to wonderful institutions and just don't have the courage, sometimes the resources uh, to go to a school up north that may yep. change their lives forever. We have eight institutions in this country that you walk out with that diploma. Yeah. And it's on like Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. All right. You have an opportunity to change the world Absolutely. because you went to one of those schools and the people you get to know. And there's just some people that have never been out of Goulds or Parine or Richmond Heights or Liberty City or Overtown. But they're brilliant young people. And we want to bridge that gap uh, with resources and support. We look forward to establishing Get There in 2022. Jackson, that's an amazing cause. So, guys, jackscelebrityroast.com. Be sure to go check it out. And if you can't attend, be sure to donate to the foundation because this is obviously a great cause. Jax, uh, before I let you go, one last time, remind the people where they can find you and anything else that you might want to have out there. Oh, my God. So anything with the foundation, jacksfamfoundation.org. The roast is uh, jackcelebrityroast.com. I'm always on jt on twitter mm -hmm. at the jack show and uh heat host on instagram is where i do it for the gram daily um i'm pretty raggedy on facebook but the jack show on facebook jacks thank you so much for taking the time and everyone for listening to this episode of miami mic'd up Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Miked Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places.